Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week, oh, apparently I'm your hunk. Oh. I'm Doge, and Chunk won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that. <laughs> and I'm Carter. I have waited a long time for this moment, my little green chunk. At last, the Jedi are no more. At an end, your rule is. Yeah. Not if anything to say about it. I have. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. The worst. Was Doge's. Talking to me? Are you? Was Doge's. To my little friend, <laughs> say hello? <laughs> was it a little gold bloomy, that Anakin? Did you pick up on that? Uh, I don't uh, think uh, I did. Uh, 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 Chunk, uh, uh, I, won't, I won't save you, <laughs> Batman. Only my, my new uh, 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 powers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yes. Hey, why are you the hunk? I honestly don't know. I Let's know. tell me. Carter, you tell him. It's these thick locks. I Sometimes know. it's just your hair, man. Mm. It's look. It's looking like a it's real kind of like a Venn diagram of like a raggedy Andy and a mushroom cloud yep. situation. He's got, the ur- he's got the urge to herbal, you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my essences, uh, they're so herbal. Are in? How? Ask me how many. Um, ask me how many semes I have. How many, Trace? Oh wow, Trace. <laughs> Trace ask, 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 ask me. Ask me what? How? Ask me how old the half goat Greek god is. What? How old? How old is Pan? A teen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was deep. Pro V, baby. Um, now, 
Aussie. That's I, that was the only other one I, I, know, I could I think, think of, and it wasn't. <laughs> Talk about my accent then. <laughs> yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll work. Uh, my Kangaroo, hair. Joey, Wallaby, Wildcat. I've got a mix of hat, hair, and um, shaking, shaking it, not, not stirred. stirred. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta stir my hair later when I get home. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. When women curl their hair on a curling iron, it's a stir, is it not? Are they stirring their hair? It's a stir, is it not? I got, oh. I gotta go. Whoa, I gotta go. Whoa, I have cancel the podcast. An entire thesis to fire up from the top. Also, also makes a little more sense why there's so many olives in their hair too. You know what? I've never thought about that, but um, yeah. yeah. Boy, what a weird energy! Yeah, to come we're into coming, this. With. We're coming into this with with a strange bit, but it's because we got a bit of some strange stuff to talk Speaking about. Speaking of weird energy. Yeah, no, that's great. Only my new powers can do that. <laughs> and those new powers, of course, come from the third installment of the Star Wars prequel trilogy. You know what it's called? Tell I me. Do. It's called Star, Star Wars Revenge of, of the Sith. Dosh? Yes, sir. I know you've got what I need. No, you. <laughs> That would have been really great to plan no. for me to do yeah. the... Uh, we yeah. didn't, but that would have been good. No. This show no. is really all about us realizing bits that would have been good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just imagining Palpatine like watching his favorite <laughs> sports team. He thought they had the win, and he's like, no, 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 no. Like, just this building nose. Oh, and it's ridiculous. When he, uh, when he jump starts his car. No. And he's like, ultimate Oh, it's unlimited. I know it's unlimited. <laughs> I can't stop saying ultimate. It's Are you going to ask curse. me something? I think I already did. You've got the stuff I need. <laughs> yeah, I, I Uno reverse carded you. That's true. <laughs> this week we got a we got a triple. Oh, we got a synop off. Oh, and I need it's a synop off. It's a synop off. You blah, know blah, blah. that favorite thing that we do from time to time. True. I need y'all to help me pick which of these is probably going to be the most truly reflective. Of our experience watching this movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read three short synopsises, and I need you guys to pick uh, synopsis one, two, or three. Got it. Synopsis one is written by Johnny. Jumped in early with that IMDb username, I guess. First Johnny on IMDb. Johnny writes, The Jedi Order is on the brink of collapse, and Anakin Skywalker no longer believes in the wisdom of his master, Obi-Wan Kenobi. As the Force calls him to decide Padme's fate... Anakin will desperately explore every possibility to save his wife from imminent death in childbirth. That's what Johnny writes for us. Okay. Synopsis one. Synopsis two is written by Steve Shidlowski. Steve writes, Anakin, now a skilled Jedi Knight, turns against his mentor Obi-Wan Kenobi and becomes Darth Vader. Padme Amidala is pregnant and Anakin has visions of her dying in childbirth. The Republican army must face a destructive war against General Grievous and his army of droids. Emperor Palpatine is rescued by Anakin and Obi-Wan from the evil clutches of Count Dooku. Emperor Palpatine becomes Anakin's new mentor after destroying all the Jedi Knights and the droid army. This was literally the movie in reverse. Uh-huh. And our final... <laughs> That's funny. And our final synopsis is apparently written by an elder god from outside time. This person's <laughs> okay. IMDb username is Q-R-R-B-I-R-B-E-L. Q-R-B-I-R-B-E-L. writes, Anakin's wife Padme is pregnant, but he is having visions of her dying in childbirth. Mm. Meanwhile, a Sith Lord is manipulating the council. Obi-Wan is chasing the robotic Separatist leader, General Grievous, and Yoda helps the Wookiees defend themselves against the droid armies on Kashyyyk. Will Obi-Wan succeed? Will Padme survive? And most importantly, how does Anakin become Darth Vader? 
Next time on Dragon Ball Z, I'm gonna go. Right, it was like such a tease. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go with uh, the the Eldritch, you know, the the Ker- Lovecraftian Kerberbel. Yeah, yeah, I'm Johnny. I'm all Johnny. Boy. Johnny, Team Johnny, Team Kerberbel. Excellent. That's good. Excellent. Where are you at, you guys? Where are you at? Uh, you know, I, I really like the nonlinear story structure in Steve Shedlowski's mm. synopsis. Shedlowski, three-way split. Yeah. Wow. There's our synop off. So wow. hopefully out of those three circles, we can draw a Venn diagram. And somewhere in the middle of all of those is Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Sure. Uh, may I propose pop off with that synop off? Uh, it's yeah, just, you know, one. we can sort of yeah. ruminate, let that one marinate a little I'll bit. I'll edit that back in, dude. It's going to be so good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And before we go to it. Yeah. It's going to sound amazing. Let me try it like this. It's just like pop off with that synop off. Yeah, that'll then, be seamless. Yeah. So easy uh, to cut I can't in. Perfect. Wait. I can't wait for this part to not be in it and just that one part. <laughs> I bet it's all in there. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. We'll find out. Hey, we begin this movie where all good movies begin at the beginning. And uh, we're flying in fast, intense, trying to get and save Palpatine from Count Dooku. Y'all, this opening, this opening dogfight in space is awesome. I love it. It's great. Kind of the reveal behind, like everything that's happening underneath our view of the first yes. big ship. Up oh there. my gosh. Yeah. It's so cool. I Very much. Um, these are some of the, in my opinion, most boring ships though. Really? Like these the, Jedi the, Starfighters? The, no, no, no. Well, yeah, the like personal ships, the Jedi Starfighters, oh, I, I guess. I love those. I love the evolution. So that's something we haven't really talked about. The the prequel ships are evolving every movie to look more and more like the Old Testament. Right. Old Testament. Old Testament. <laughs> The real OT, uh, they're evolving more and more to look like those ships. And so these are like the, the, we had those Jedi starfighters in the last one, like Obi-Wan was flying that looked like an A-wing bomber from the Alliance. And and these look like an A-wing bomber with TIE fighter wings on the Mm, sides. Yeah. I love these ships. I can't believe you don't like them. Uh, Yeah. I don't know what it is. They're just a little like bleh to me. Yeah. Seems like they could have been. Cooler, I don't know some huh. some racing stripes or some uh, like hot rod flames on the side. Dude, yeah, like, like a spoiler? big spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> like a NOS switch or something. Yeah, I, know, I feel like we could have used downhill some, juice, some Fast and Furious. He just wants a Dodge here. Challenger in space. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, speaking of just things I don't like, I really love this whole sequence, except the little like spider droids that climb around. Bus it, droids. It's so weird. It's such a weird, like, small-scale thing to deal with when you're flying through space in a dogfight. I feel like they could have yeah. come up against some skilled pilots and used the Force to be better than them. It was a cool, it was a fun little introduction, like, of some ingenuity of yeah, the, of the I, opposition. Yeah, I really loved it. I thought I, it was fun. I, I honestly can't think of anything to criticize in this opening dogfight. Well, I just did, too. You gotta, you I gotta know, try I gotta harder. jump up to you. I gotta get... But I do like the opening dogfight, and um, then we end up aboard the ship coming after do, Dooku. Do they not seem excited enough there's so much going on around them they're pretty chill are we supposed to just chalk it up to like it's jedi this is just tuesday i think it's i think it's just there these are actors who are not receiving great direction on set probably more than anything else no that's too logical i think that they are (laughs) bored yeah and searching for more of a thrill potentially uh extreme sports skydiving through coruscant you know i talked to doge about this on the way here and i feel like now's a good time to bring it up okay Upon re-listening to our Attack of the Clones episode, I was posthumously offended at how quickly you both shot down my extreme sports connection. I stand by it. We shot For it down. What? It, it plummeted like a skydiving right, Anakin, yeah. huh? When I said that I think Anakin skydives through Coruscant because teens were obsessed with extreme sports in the early 2000s, I stand by it. I, I see it. I really think it's the same reason that every like teen and kid movie in the late 90s, early 2000s had like skateboards and like windsurfing. Tarzan and stuff. on the vines. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tony, literally Tony Hawks. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm standing. I'm standing with it. And, you can stand um, with it if you want. Yeah, we can yeah. apologize off air. That's like, whatever fine. You guys want to sure. do. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so do you want to talk about Dooku and Grievous and all this stuff? Grievous, Grievous, and all this stuff happening on this ship. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, infiltrating Grievous' ship. So um, I love General Grievous so much. Yeah. He's almost so cool. my super pump for this movie. He's so cool. I like him. Like his design is. 10 out of 10. This like, cough, this like uh, kind of dead. The fact that it's Gary Oldman, but not like <laughs> definitely <just> not so good. <laughs> he, but seriously, he looks awesome. I love how like kind of creepy he is. I don't, I don't like that you had to watch the direct to Cartoon Network animated second volume of the first installment of the Clone Wars to know why Grievous has the cough and what his whole deal is. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's a big bummer. It's yeah. like, well, I don't keep that information away. It's like, it was the same complaint I had with the first season of destiny the video game where i was like oh if it's the story put the story in the story don't right. make me go to the website and read different data right. entries tell the story, me the right? story yeah exactly so he, he's coughing because windu has crushed his robot ribs as he's leaving coruscant with the chancellor yeah. Windu's reached out with a force and so that's why when we get back windu says he'll uh he'll run and hide as he always does because he just did that to mace windu at the beginning of this movie yeah. right we just don't see it which yeah. is yeah. a huge bummer on the theme of me thinking grievous was somebody else my sister-in-law, Hallie, sent me a little meme that says, imagine one day you're at work or out for a drink or doing uh, the shopping and someone shouts, cut, and it turns out you're Gary Oldman all along. That's how good an actor he is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. So that's why. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I believed it. When you said it was Gary Oldman, my first thought that's was, true. It yeah, wasn't you're like right. A, no, it wasn't like Gary Oldman. He can do anything. Yeah. He could be a lightsaber. He, he probably was. He was. He was the yeah. voice of, of Anakin's It's interesting to know. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show or if I was just ex- talking about this to Jess. Mirror, if like I was alone. holding her hostage with Star Wars facts. Dude, um, every time we watch one of these movies, I'm just like, and did you know that like after this one was filmed, like one of the things they did was... <laughs> <laughs> so our, our three secondary antagonists in... Uh, in these prequel movies, mm-hmm. Maul, Dooku, and Grievous each represent different aspects of Anakin after mm-hmm. he becomes Vader. Yeah, Maul is somebody who uh, draws fuel from the dark side. He's a powerful force user uh, powered by his hatred of the Jedi. Dooku is a Jedi who became disillusioned with their teaching and so sought out the dark side. And Grievous is quite literally more machine than man yeah. at this point. So This is great. Yeah. yeah. Who came up with this? Was this the intent all along? I don't know. It feels I, like I, it that's feels so like, clean. It kind of has it to be. It feels like it has to be, but it could also be an instance of ring theory of like, I mean, I don't know that that was planned. It's cool that that comes together in the mm, end, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about it more, but I'm going to throw a metaphor out there. I think I'm realizing more and more that Star Wars as movies and as storytelling is like a Jackson Pollock. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's some rhythm there. It's super cool looking. But it's whatever. I mean, I, I'm. This has been just such an. This has been the most interesting watch through, like this episode of any of them. And obviously, it's going to get unpacked more as we go along. But yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. So yeah, that's exciting. I love. Like I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's right? interesting, right? I'll even get. I'll get on my soapbox a little bit right now. Can I do go that? For it. Yeah, please. I'm gonna super dump. Whoa! Here we go. The entire prequel. And tell you specifically that it's it's condensed, it's it's most, it's its strongest in this movie. Star Wars does a lot in a view from the top. The movies of Star Wars 
If I was just to share with you seeing a Star Wars movie and telling you about these relationships, how connected Obi-Wan is to Anakin, how tough that is to see Anakin loves Padme, all that stuff. It's a better story to me told from those that experienced it and got to make it whatever they wanted to afterwards than watching the movies. It is not delivered well. Yeah, sure. A, A lot of Revenge of the Sith was supposed to be this connector. And in watching this, it was soap opera. Yeah. It was just not, and it breaks my heart. There's some, could be some great content here and it's just not being delivered. You, you brought up the direct, maybe, maybe because yeah. it must've been on your mind, Doge, Cause you're like, it's probably bad directing. Well, I had the, just in the, I, I had the thought while I was watching it, like, and we've said this before about probably one of the fast and furious, I think, but yeah. if, you, if you muted this movie, you'd think it was the best movie in the whole world. Right. Because yeah. there's just something about the performances and the dial. It just, you're exactly right. It just doesn't carry it. The right. way we need it to. It. Yeah. It doesn't. And I remember like, this was a big one for me. Yeah. And so I, uh, and Chelsea brought this up and I want to see if y'all noticed it too, or if I just missed it. Like if both of us happened to not, not hear it, it doesn't feel like we got a score from John Williams until we see Dooku. Like if you go back and watch a lot of this battle, we don't have music yet. Have you noticed right. that? Right. Yeah. There is there is a pretty great opening fanfare. There this. is a great opening yep. fanfare, but then we go into fighting and stuff, and a lot of the R2 stuff with the droids just waiting in the hangar. Yes. Yeah. We still don't have so music. So we have music in space. When we get to Dooku's ship, we have, or Grievous' ship, sorry, we have nothing until Nothing. Dooku and comes that in. was weird. Your that, swords, please. Yeah. 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 And so that was something that Chelsea brought up. And I was like, oh, maybe that's what's off. I was yeah. trying to, I was making a lot of excuses as we went. As to like, why was this not falling for me this time? Uh, I don't love the super squeaky, super battle droid voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The, because the they're, big... they're so intimidating when they come out in episode two. And then they come in this movie and they do nothing, first of all. Right. Yeah. But in this movie, they're like, what that? Yeah. That nothing. Get back to work. Yeah. And they're like yeah. a less educated robot. Yeah. What are we? Yeah. Because they're I don't bigger? know what we're doing with yeah. that. Um, I have such mixed feelings. So Carter, thank you. That, I think that's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to drop of, it no, this no, early. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, I have such mixed feelings about combat ready R2-D2. Yeah, I don't love it. Because the flamethrower and all that There's stuff. a part of me that loves it. There's yeah. a part of me that's like, yes, he can traverse and he's, he can fight. But then part of me is like, why are we not fighting? And it's the curse of prequels where it's like, yeah. we want to escalate. But you can't escalate by upgrading characters that exist later on. I don't know. It's just right. difficult. That's why it's so hard to do a prequel with a, a cast of characters that is largely the same cast. Yeah. Right? Like, this is Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and C-3PO and R2. Some of the main forces in, yeah. no pun intended, in the, in the next one. So we right. can't say new things about them. Yeah. And it's funny, too, you know, going back to, like, the directing. Because, I mean, at one point I was looking at Chelsea and I was like, Chelsea, on the screen right now. Is Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman. Right. Right? What on earth happened? Yeah. And it's not like these are their first movies. I was like, that is Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman on screen. Something's missing. And it's this. Yeah. And we didn't even get like some of the best storytelling in the Star Wars universe is when someone who is a computer generated graphic artist got to move the bodies himself. Yeah. Like, and that kind of direction. It's so sad in, the, yeah. in those little moments. I'm not trying to put a damper on this because no, it's no, a no. great movie, but I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I totally hear you. I but think yeah. that that really stands out to me in uh, actually where we're about to get to, which is Anakin fighting Dooku. Yeah, that that turn with Palpatine. Do it like and he <laughs> and he does it yeah. it's pretty and, rapid and doesn't really react. Yeah. Other than 
Mm, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. How about the one cut scene we have? I laughed out loud and we watched it again. But how about the one cut scene where it's just Palpatine going like, yeah, they just have him in his face. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he's at a ball game or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's way too pumped about that murder. Like somebody should have been like, something's weird. It's like, dude, you have three whole movies. The turn didn't have to be this drastic. Right. right Exactly. Why? Right. Yeah. It's almost like he heard some bells ringing somewhere and just was like, I got to burn all this people in this city up. Uh, why? Why? Uh, why must you do it? Why must you do it to me? But yeah, he kills Dooku. He does. He cuts his head clean Lops off. It. Lops it off. Clean off. You Do- some- double Zaber. Yeah. Even, double Zaber execution cool. is pretty cool. Did you all notice? Awesome. Uh, I-, I read a Reddit post about this. And so it's the only thing I could notice while I was watching this movie. In the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, Lightsabers do not cast light unless they're on a computer generated character. Mm-hmm. Yoda's lightsaber casts light on and him. And he looks awesome. And it does not cast light on the live action elements of that scene. It's it's something that I don't like. That's sad. It, 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 it is sad because it's a, just a prop blade. And in, in the is that why you trilogy. like so much when they're in the dark? Dude, right. Because that's cool. Because it's one of the only yeah. times it's casting light. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the sequel trilogy, they use glowing like mm-hmm. stunt Which is sabers great yeah. and so they cast light like we get that shot that we'll talk about next week i guess of, yeah. of ray on star killer base in the woods I, only by the blue glow of her it lightsaber. makes me so emotional that's yeah like uh-huh. i can't wait to talk about that it's gonna be very interesting yep. when we get there because the glow it's one of those things where it's like i didn't know how badly i needed it until yeah. i went back through and realized it wasn't there anymore. and now they look yeah. kind of weird without it right they look super weird yeah that, that scene with ray in seven i can't wait to get to but like that I remember seeing that shot in the trailer of like the glowing, the blue glow. And I was like overwhelmed. Even too is what's, what's so great. And, and we get to do this just for a little bit every now and then I know it it can get annoying sometimes like when we're not on that series yet, but this is kind of the Venn diagram. Like we're almost in the Disney star Wars movies. Sure. But like, uh, I think in the new ones too, something that they do is we start to see like lightsaber personalities, like Kylo Ren's all of a sudden, like you feel like you know what the sword is thinking. Like it is, it is, not yeah it's wild and feels like it could just blow up at any moment but mm-hmm. yeah good point i'd never noticed that i had never noticed that there, there's it's not a glow all i could notice yeah, i'd never noticed it until yesterday it's all like oh notice man this. yeah so after we uh save palpatine and we head back to coruscant yeah um we get the reuniting of anakin and padme how long was he gone don't know uh, because they I, made if it we're going, like- are we going are we doing by hair Right. Well, they haven't, it's not. He hasn't been gone long enough to grow the hair because right. there's a couple years in between these movies, right? I don't. I don't remember. I'm. I'm sure there's somebody who's a bigger Star Wars nerd than me sure. that could tell me what mission Anakin and Obi Wan were on before they got called to rescue the Chancellor above Coruscant. He I'm makes it almost seem certain. Like it's been a while. I'm almost certain they didn't leave Coruscant that morning to go save Palpatine. Right. And she right? didn't look that pregnant. Yeah. And she said, I'm pregnant and he's surprised. Like, I don't know. The timing seems really weird. The to timing me. seems really weird in this whole movie, though. Like, like yeah. both the pacing of me, the viewer watching this movie. And I don't yeah. know how long the story is supposed to take because it doesn't feel like it's nine months worth of story. Right. No, it's like someone got inf- infatuated with the like. Small, like time frame of Attack of the Clones and all the meatiness of that little time frame. They're like, oh, crap. Yeah. We still haven't done this. We still haven't done this. Right. Why would C3PO, like, why does he not know anything in episode yeah. four? Like, yep. So all this stuff. This is good because at Coruscant, we're about to split off into our kind of parties for the rest of this movie. And th- th- yeah. this is sort of the, the catalyst, what we're talking about right now. So my, it, it's my super dump, which is how bloated this whole thing is. Yeah. There's just too much happening in it. And I think yeah. you're right. It's, it's this frenzied pace for some 
and this slog for others because they yeah. wanted to make all of the storylines end at the same time so that we could get to the final stuff. And so there are, there are six inch storylines that take the same amount of time as six miles. Yeah. And they're all just stretched and compressed and, uh, to fit the same time. And it's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, there's a lot of pacing issues in this movie. That's definitely my super dump for this one. It, it, it it's painful at times. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be my super dump as oh, well. Okay. It's just the, like, cause we don't, uh, from a story structure point, we don't need Yoda on Kashyyyk with the Wookiees. Sure. We super don't need that. Definitely don't need that. Is the only we reason it happened so that he's... To see Chewie? Is that it? I think it's because we need to split the Jedi Council. We need to split Yoda and Obi-Wan so that they can reunite and then split again. Which feels like don't, extra steps. Yeah. And, and we don't... I mean... We have seen Yoda in that general... Like, as a general. Yeah. Like in that command. We don't attack. need Obi-Wan on Utapau. Right. Fighting Grievous. Like there's a there's a better way to do some of those elements where we don't have to follow the same structure as our last movie where we split the team up again. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like I like Obi-Wan hunting Grievous though. I sort of like rogue Obi-Wan just being like, I'm gonna go hunt him down. It's great. That feels anticlimactic to me though, because he gets there and says, If you have warriors, now is the time. And then immediately kills Grievous. Right. No, I that I completely but agree. I think with. the desire is to have all of our Jedi main characters and then a lot of secondary Jedi characters split up across the galaxy yeah. so that they can't rely on each other for order 66 right. and all that stuff. Right. I, I think we could have been more creative than the fact that one of the things that helped Obi-Wan not get slaughtered with the other Jedi on that planet was that he was underwater for a good amount of time. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's the, I mean, that, that's yeah. what's happening. He hit like he was underwater and came so up there. and all his friends were dead. So, yeah. What I'd love to do is just knock out a couple of the less consequential storylines yeah, real yeah. fast. So like Yoda on Kashyyyk, he goes to Kashyyyk, he blows some stuff up. He, I love when he avoids being killed in order 66, actually. I think the that's double, really cool. Double decap. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all Yoda I does. I hate that Chewie's in this. Yeah. I don't love it. <clears throat> Doesn't need Why to does Yoda know Chewie? Why do they yeah. know each other? Yeah. What does, it. what <laughs> good does that do? I don't know. I mean, Tarful, the Wookiee with dreads next to Chewie. He's one of the coolest looking Wookiees I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. But Chewie doesn't need to be in this. Yeah, uh, sorry, Chewie looks like a broad boy. He yeah. looks different. This doesn't look like Chewie. <laughs> he's wide. That's before, it's before he slimmed up. This is around the whey proteins. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You he's know what I'm about to say? It's Chubisimo. <laughs> yeah. That's he's it. looking a little Chubise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chubise. Chubise. Uh, he should be, maybe he should be, maybe he should be Chulesbaka. <laughs> so huh? choose less food. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So that's the other storyline, huh? I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think if anything it. else happens. I think this is on one Yoda's of, in mission. terms of the separate, like if we were to follow the separate and if you were to give me only scenes of each storyline, like mm -hmm. all I ever see is them. And then if they share a scene with somebody else, I think I'm more or maybe even most okay with Yoda's, to be honest. Like everything that he does, uh, the way that we kind of get to see a flex of really how strong he Sure. Yeah. We, I love I, that. It is my assumption that we will never in the movie universe see how strong Yoda was in his prime, right? Right. Like we Unless don't. we get like a series or something. Boy, I hope we don't. Right, right. Yeah. So. Um, so but see, okay, if we want to demonstrate how strong Yoda is, why not have Yoda locked in the Jedi? Like all the Jedi are gone. Yoda's meditating. Lights go out. Doors lock. Clones are storming the building. And it's dark, lit by only his lightsaber. He's defending himself against the clones that are 
single-handedly like yeah. single-handedly holding off the clones from the Jedi yes Temple. that would be very dope that to me that fits in our story without having to introduce Chewie and send Yoda to another planet like well, they, I think you've already I shown like us with the younglings Kashyyyk, you've shown him with the younglings exactly like I, I how think he is the teacher we go to Kashyyyk in this one because we were supposed to go to Kashyyyk in Return of the Jedi there's yeah. a lot of stuff that we do in this one that I think George was like this is my last shot to make a Star Wars let me do some of my ideas that's why mm-hmm. this one is called Revenge of the Sith the original title was Revenge of the Jedi for episode six then he was like, oh, Jedi don't take revenge. They're kind. So like even after the first one sheet posters had gone out that said Revenge of the Jedi, he changed the name of the movie to Return of the Jedi. Mm. And so for this one, it really feels like he was like, well, now is my shot to, to call a revenge movie, one. Revenge of the something. So yeah. Revenge of the Sith, obviously. Yeah. Right. We get to go to Kashyyyk instead yeah. of Endor in this one. So it feels like a little bit of I like that we like, see Kashyyyk, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, that's, uh, that's one yeah. of those weird spots for me. So um, Pat the storyline. The, the middle is really bloated, but I like I like the stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like if you were like, here's a three course meal and the second course is pizza and tacos and hot dogs and burgers and, pe- and bagel bites and Chex Mix and fine. Nachos. I like all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like, that's all great. I have a hard time picking what to get rid of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so Padme's storyline is that she's pregnant. What's so another storyline that we could talk about besides Boy, Padme is really damseled in this she's one. She's huh? so what a waste. wasted. What a waste. Oh, man, it's, it's Natalie. Awful. After what we did. Well, not just Natalie. It's Padme. It's like what yeah. we saw in the other movies. She's such an right. integral part of, honestly, even Phantom. And she's such a capable she's a person. leader. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a waste. So lame. But it, it's like, wait a second. Leia's kind of damselly in the first one. We got to yeah. make sure our female leads are damn. Like, there's yeah. too much of We this. don't really have a great track record with, like, yeah. strong, capable women yeah, in Star for Wars. Sure. Yet. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get yeah. there, which yeah. is good news. But um, so is there any other storyline that we need to knock out that doesn't intertwine specifically with what else we need to cover? Jar Jar's still there. Jar Jar's still there. He's still doing his thing. I don't think he says any words in this. I think he does. I think he says, um, sorry, excuse me. It's me, Jar Jar. I'll let you guys pass. What, what does he say? Thank you. Like something like oh, it's real simple. Uh, I got Disney Plus on my phone and that movie's on there. I'm gonna go find that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Plug for Disney Plus, I guess. Um, so I guess what we're gonna do is go now, of course. Let's blow it out the middle of our podcast. Let's blow it out the middle of our podcast <laughs> and head on over to shout announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. It's the part of the show where we give shouts and make announcements. That's, excuse me, is an homage to Jar Jar has a line in this movie. It does. And it is simply, excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) That's his one line. No mouth. You don't see his mouth. Like they must have added it after. Yeah. The fact. They probably didn't, even the real Jar Jar didn't probably say it on set that day or anything. Which technically it should be, excuse me, we know, because he does say that in the first movie. Mm. He's matured. I mean, he's been in the city for a while. Okay. It's a My Fair Lady kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, we've all seen that. My fair Gungan. Misa yeah. fair and lady. <laughs> so. All Misa want is a room somewhere. Sorry. <laughs> That's so lame. That's really bad. <laughs> um, Carter has- want a bombastic chair. <laughs> oh, no. Carter has Wait, killed our sound tech, Adam. This. When we made Smeagol my fair... My precious lady, like a year ago. <laughs> oh, no. And you photoshopped him in for... <laughs> Yikes. Ooh. Are we just recycling the same jokes over and over again? Probably. Welcome to our podcast. Speaking of the same things over and over again, what do you have to shout out this week? <laughs> yep. It's going to be Tyler Station, because we out here and in here. <laughs> 
It's going to be Crumb and Kettle. We don't have any because they're closed right now, but I want it so bad. And lastly, Podbean. They're closed because it's late. They're yes. not closed. Sorry, they're not cl- they're closed, closed because we're recording please late. Please give. Yep. They yeah. want your business. Lastly, Podbean.com. We pay them money. We put Puts stuff the on them. Mostly, mostly this podcast. podcast. It's Podbean.com. Podbean. I got nothing for this shout announcements. My contribution was excuse me at the top. Carter? It was really good, though. That was really good. I would love to shout out those that have reviewed this podcast. Those that continue to listen to it, our downloaders, please continue to do so. Uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, Story Shape Life. That is still en route. Uh, we are really enjoying working with them. Story Shape Life, their first season was on the Enneagram, and this season will be on emotions. And so we have uh, two chunks, and Story Shape Life have worked together uh, to pair up some really cool content to start off their episodes every yeah. week. So give those a listen. That was that was fun. That was fun. It was good research, but like the when you see the emotions laid out, it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's pretty intense. It's gonna be awesome with good reason. But yeah, go yeah. go give them a listen. Be sure Carter mentioned it briefly. Be sure to rate and review us. We're we're trying to get up to three hundred reviews and by then a million after that, and then a million and after a million that. After but we're gonna start with three hundred. We're setting an achievable goal right here at the beginning to get to three hundred reviews by March of two thousand and twenty. Yep. Yeah. We believe in you. You can do it. When that window opens back up, we're excited. And our abilities can't do that. Only your new powers can yeah, save us. <laughs> Lastly, I made a, a big old stink about how terrible our twos were going to be. And I just don't feel like we've delivered yet. Um, and so to transition us sort of back into the show. I'm violently shaking my head at you because I remember that I have something I'm supposed to say. And I got to eat crow, you guys. You guys know any crow recipes? Is Jimmy Smith's in... Attack of the Clones? Jimmy Smith's is in Attack of the Clones, but I think that conversation was off air. The oh. one that was on air... I have a correction for our Return of the Jedi episode. Lando's co-pilot is Nian Num, not Ponda Baba. Ponda Baba is the guy that they run into in the cantina in episode four that's got a butt for a chin. <laughs> Looks like a walrus with a butt chin. Uh, Nian Num is Lando's co-pilot that just goes, Also, who corrected you? Did someone correct you? Dillman Dimmit. That's my brother. Do you know that guy? Yeah. That me broy. Did we ever talk about Death Sticks guy from Attack of the Clones? I'm ashamed of us. You don't want to talk about Death Sticks guy. Yeah, fair enough. You want to go home and rethink your life. Anyway, back to how terrible we're going to be. I'm going to start saying no to stuff. I'm going to start knocking over uh, all drinks without lids. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to mismatch my socks on purpose, and I'm going to make you have a bad day because of it. That's fine. We'll get you some um, good animals. Uh, I think my hair is sort of already on point right now that to just terrible. sort of be whatever's gonna happen um so yeah that's sort of my first couple steps into the terrible twos we'll, we'll get further get in. that's good we'll get further in thanks for sharing yeah th- this will develop as we go much like the teeth in my head will back to the show wow oh good wow we're back that's me being a terrible two-year-old delivering on promises Gosh. you can only get that kind of quality content right here don't sounded touch like, that dial sound like quagmire with his hair on fire gross Quag, so quagfire i would like to begin the end <laughs> it's <Obi-Wan>. over <laughs> i'd like to begin the end let's talk about obi-wan going yeah. to hunt down the general Obi-Wan. of oh, course i know him. What? i wish i could make that fun little bird the, lizard the, the, noise boca I, can't, I yeah. wish I could Did do it. Any of your wives discuss how cute they thought it was? Oh yeah, yeah. Chelsea okay. loved Obviously. it. Obviously, yeah. just wanted and to check. Our dog loved it. Really? Yeah. Nana. Nana, she well, doing? Nana was a big fan. Nana really. Does loved she ever it. talk about me? She just kind of looked up and was like, 
<laughs> yeah. Did she, did she ever bring me up? Or Oh, all the time. Okay, just checking. So I talk about her a lot. So I was just wanting to make so sure. Obi-Wan is, uh, Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, is hunting down Grievous. Is what we're talking about, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Um, I love the like long distance travel rings that they hook their ships into. I think that's very mm-hmm. cool. Big yeah. fan. He ends up, what's the name of this planet? Utapau. Utapau. And, and it's about to go pow for sure. For sure. So Obi-Wan lands and is like, I'd love some fuel and other things. <laughs> and then they're like, we're being held hostage. Please don't tell anybody. He's like, cool. <laughs> Battle droids. 10th level. Those, that dude's teeth are looks like he's guarding the black gate out in front of yeah, Mordor. For real. Yeah. It does look like the mouth of Sauron. Do not like it. Um, but Obi-Wan sends his ship away as a ruse. He's not gone. He's not gone. He's he's not Obi gone. He's Obi here. Here's the question. That that Magna Guard, right? Mm-hmm. The the bodyguard with the hood and the the stick with the purple ends. Mm-hmm. Uh he's watching Obi-Wan's ship. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Obi-Wan walks to his ship. Uh-huh. The camera cuts away. Uh-huh. The ship flies away. Then uh-huh. we cut back to Obi-Wan in the shadows. Uh-huh. The the Magna Guard didn't cut away. It's the force. He watched Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's the force. Walk and hide in the shadows. Yeah, it's the force. That makes sense. Yeah. It's the force. That makes sense. So Obi Wan. That's not how the force works. Rides his lizard bird friend <laughs> up into the rafters over General Grievous. He uh-huh. jumps down and hits us with "Hello there." Yep. And then it's General Kenobi, and it's a pretty terrible General. That was Grievous. A, that was a good Gary Oldman though. Yeah, no, that's what I was going for. <laughs> He's like, he wants us to hunt him. So, <laughs> <laughs> thus ensues the. This is spicy. Second dopest battle lightsaber duel in this movie. Okay. Second best in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Yes. In this yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. The I second dopest lightsaber battle in this movie. Yes. Yeah. And uh, General Grievous, he got four arms. He got four sabers. Obi-Wan starts to make pretty quick work of this guy. Yeah. yeah. It's just not impressive at all. Lop, yeah. Lop. What Grievous does. Yeah. But it's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, it looks unstoppable. So do is the correct response to that to be like, man, that was anticlimactic, or to go, man, that's why non-force sensitive non-Jedi don't use lightsabers because they don't work for them. That's always been my interpretation. Yeah. Is like you can program whatever you want in a robot, but Obi well, just to be that clear, good. his brain is organic. His, right. his organs are organic. He's in a robot body. Right. But yeah. Obi- I, I've always interpreted it as like Obi Wan's that good, and he's not force sensitive. So a lightsaber is just sort of a blunt weapon a in stick. his hands. Yeah. yeah. Um. He, Grievous's spider walk thing that he does is deeply, deeply unsettling. It's creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> and his little wheel ship does it too, kind of. Yeah, but I like yeah. that wheel ship. It's so cool. Oh, I like that wheel ship. You know the name of the ship? I don't know the name of the ship. Mm. Uh, it's called a Zumbo. I don't think that's it's true. Not. I made it. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that that ship has legs. Why I'm does okay that with ship it? need four legs to walk around? You never I mean, know what kind of terrain it's going to come up against. Yes, I don't it's know. The same reason the droids show up in those little walkers too. That's it. Yeah, you never know. I guess. <laughs> Fine. And uh, the chase ensues. They sort of bat each other around a little bit, and uh, Obi Wan crushes him to death. Yeah, with lasers in the chest. If yep. if Grievous had seen the beginning, or if he had seen Phantom Menace, uh huh. He would have known Obi-Wan hanging off a ledge. That's a kill shot Obi-Wan. Yeah, that's when he's at his best. So Obi-Wan has the advantage on the low ground and the high ground. 
Mm. So we're to understand from this movie is that there yeah. is no ground in which Obi-Wan is not the superior swordsman. Yeah, not at so all. Obi-Wan, and a lot of this is um, projection, and a lot of this is like, I just want him to be, so he is. Obi-Wan's my favorite Jedi in anything. And Obi-Wan's mine too. Yeah, he's yeah. just awesome. And I'm okay if the answer is they needed it to work for the scene, but in my head, he's just that good. Yeah. He's just unstoppable. Yeah, that's valid. Low ground, high ground, doesn't matter. He's unmatched yeah i mean that's we don't level that same kind of like criticism of the action scenes at marvel right. movies right, right. Like it's would y'all be would y'all be offended with how many okay let's take a look at kind of all the twists and turns that they've done narratively mm-hmm. with some mm-hmm. of these movies would you be offended if we find out in the prequel in this last one that this whole narrative was more about the kenobis than the skywalkers i personally would not be offended as long as it I mean, was it's, about both. It's called the Skywalker Saga. Sure. So I doubt that will ha- I, I would be. It's called Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones. But he's talking about this prequel right now. He's saying. No, if- no, no, no. I'm saying the whole thing. Oh. All of Star Wars. All nine episodes. Sorry. Yes. Have been about the Kenobis and not the Skywalkers. Yes. I'd be um, pretty bummed by that, okay. actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know. love that. I love the idea that the Kenobis and the Skywalkers are p- pretty tied together. Sure. To be clear, at this point in canon, there is the Kenobi. There is no, no that's true. Yeah, there yeah, is yeah. no Kenobis. That's true. Yeah. I mean, this is an assumption that Ray is Clone Wars is canon though, right? So Satine's in the picture somewhere. He he loved Satine. He would have left the Jedi Order for Satine, but uh she was killed in front of him, and right. so he never did that. Right. Yep. So I mean so I, the, I, so for the, a fun so question so to ask. For Ray to be his granddaughter, there would have to be a secret child born of that that Obi Wan likely did not know about. And then a or child another born besides from that. Satine. Uh, we have a pretty thorough account of Obi-Wan's adult life. Yeah. Uh, it, it was only ever Satine. Hmm. There it is. Interesting. That's good. I just wanted to bring it up. This is a yeah. great place for it. So I, I also, I'm, I'm also kind of into the idea of like Obi-Wan Kenobi is just this like weird blip that was so incredible and yeah. there's no long line of Kenobis. There's prefer you know, that. Sure, Lord I of the Rings isn't about Gandalf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Obi no, is Gandalf. Basically. Yeah. That's a great point. No, I love that. Yeah. So, um, Grievous is dead, and what brings Obi-Wan back? Is it talking to Yoda? Talking to somebody on... Oh, no, it's Order 66. It's Order 66, yeah, he flees the planet. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So, when Order 66 happens, and do we want to talk about Order 66 a little bit? Sure. Um, So, anyway, while this is happening, Anakin and Palpatine are broing around a little bit. Palpatine's tightening his grips. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think of the uh, kind of fun look at the opera? I, yeah, I love it. That. Space opera. Uh, when they walk in, there's a shot of two uh, two blue people uh-huh. standing by the door of the opera. Uh-huh. That is George Lucas and his wife. Hey. Oh, fun. Uh, they let, let them dress up in makeup. The That's Jedi, really fun. The Jedi that does all the flips and stuff uh, that Bail Organa watches fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's George's son. Uh, George wow. Is Very a, cool. George's got a daughter in this movie somewhere as well. Okay. But yeah, so they got the Lucases got to be in Star Wars finally. I love that. Back when this was the last one. Sure. I think that's awesome. Um, so yeah, while Back the, while the reins are tightening, uh, Palpatine eventually calls, we'll, and we'll talk some more about Anakin and uh, Palpatine, but pa- Palpatine Execute enacts. Order yeah. 66. Which is, so I'm a little confused on this. Doge, maybe you can help me, help clarify. I haven't watched all the Clone Wars. Maybe yeah. this is covered a yep, little yep, bit. Yep. But is Order 66, is it like a brainwash, like they cannot refuse? Yeah, or they, it's, a, it's a chip. Okay, uh-huh. so they're not like all on board with this. It's like whether they want to or not. In the clones. Uh-huh, it's an inhibitor chip in the in the brain of the clones. We, there's a, an arc toward the end of the Clone Wars where that malfunctions and one of them gets activated early. 
And they're Starts like, trying oh to my gosh, out. what is happening to this guy? Right, so right, they, yeah, right. kind of one of our squads of clones that we've been following for the whole show figures this out and is like, we've got to deactivate this. Right. We can't do this. So pr- prior to this, like Cody, uh, Commander Cody uh-huh. is like big fan of the Jedi. Like he's a huge. Well, yeah. So there. the way it works is that every, every Jedi gets a battalion of clones mm-hmm. with a clone commander over the battalion. So the Jedi commands the commander and the commander commands the clones. And so, so Cody, Cody and Obi-Wan Obi-Wan's have been on adventures throughout the galaxy. Together I think there's, the so awesome. there's several Clone Wars episodes where it's just Cody. Huh? Like it's, it's oh, just really, it's yeah. just I'm so excited. And I'm, Anakin's commander Rex, uh, and the, the five Oh first division. Like it's, it's awesome. Watch Clone Wars. If you hear nothing to, from this episode, yeah. watch Clone Wars. It's on Disney Plus. It's so good. I'm starting it this week. Um, yeah. So, and then Republic Commando, I don't think it's canon anymore, but it's that, not. that was a video game about a group of clone troopers that did not succumb to Order 66. Elite Squadron of Republic clone troopers. Yeah. Right. Which mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. It was a cool game. Yeah. It was. it was very cool. It was Star Wars Halo. It basically. was. Yeah. But it was, was awesome. so fun. It was super fun. Awesome. I have it on. It had a good story, Steam. too. Yeah. It's real fun. It was awesome. Um, so. On Ubuntu, then the uh, planet. The, the that, play, yeah. By the way, though, the, I, I do love, it was almost my super pump. I really do love the story that he's telling of Plagueis. Oh, uh, yeah. I know Plagueis, it's a meme, the but Plagueis, it's awesome. Uh, I know. Story is not canon anymore, unfortunately. It's but, out. Uh, do what? It, that's not canon anymore? Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, so in, in the novel Plagueis. Plagueis well, wouldn't we think that's what happened? So is the official story that it's a lie? lie? No, the the official story is this that happened, but there was a novel called Plagueis that that outlined Plagueis as a character. Plagueis is Chief Palpatine's master. He is the apprentice who killed him in his sleep. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And together they hatched a plan to flood the galaxy with the dark side of the force. And the force in response summoned a being out of nothing, the chosen one of Jedi prophecy. And this is Anakin. So they... We're messing around with the force and accidentally created Anakin. And it was Plagueis who had the idea. Oh, that kid, we've got to get him on our team because that would be the ultimate defeat against the Jedi. If we could get this being created purely from the living force Amazing. on our side, that's then the cool. Jedi cannot win, but it's not canon anymore. Not canon anymore. That sucks. Cause that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, I, I also love the, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the wise. I actually think yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. Is it canon that he was Palpatine's master? Sure. Yeah. Everything Palpatine they, says in the okay. scene is canon. So, okay, so like that. do they, yeah. Do they get to pull anything from this then as to why we might see Palpatine in episode nine? Sure. Yeah. The I fact bet. that he can't, like he knows how to not die or something. Sure. Or yeah. force ghost would be my only guess. Okay. Yeah, cool. Some kind. Cool. Um, but when order 66 goes through, Obi-Wan's in trouble. He escapes. Yoda's in trouble. He escapes and uh, they meet up. And with, suddenly Bail Organa is one of our main heroes of this movie, which I'm fine with because I love Jimmy Smith. I love Bail Organa. I love Jimmy Smith. Boy, we should set this up earlier. Big time. He should be a major player before act yeah. three of movie three Very in this much. trilogy. He's one of the better actors. Oh, yeah. he's such a good actor. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. him so much. He's actually really great in Sons of Anarchy. Like, Oh, really? He's incredible in that show. He's oh, surprisingly wow. phenomenal in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Amy's oh, dad. he's yeah. so good. That's amazing. Yeah, I love him. So yeah, we, we get a lot here. Basically, with them realizing that Anakin is causing some big trouble here. Yeah. And that they need to save Padme. Yeah. Yep. They go to the Jedi Temple to to reroute the... The, to scramble that message that mm-hmm. the, the clones had put up calling yeah, all Jedi to return buy some home. time. Which yeah. I wish I had yeah. more time in the Jedi Temple. I love that building. Mm-hmm. Well, so cool. we get a little bit of time there because it's time to oh jump over gosh. to Anakin and Palpatine's story. Yeah. So after some pretty intense schmoozing, uh, Anakin 
I, I actually am this getting is, a little lost no, on yeah. how this is post Windu, right? Well, we're not there with Anakin yet. Right. Okay. Obi, Obi and Yoda's story, we've pushed it to that point. Let's talk about the beginning of Anakin. This, the kind of inciting incident of Anakin's thing is that the Chancellor wants him on the Council to spy on the Jedi. The Jedi let him on the Council, but they don't grant him the rank of Master, and right. they want him to spy on the Chancellor for mm-hmm. them. Which he's being a, a whiny ween again. That's the Skywalker way. Yes, it is. Yeah. And the whole thing that Obi-Wan says is so true. He's like, you're the youngest person ever on the Council. Just take it to with me. You know, this this is the kind of thing where it's like, if you want Anakin to have this reaction to being a Master, he did not even consider being on the Council before that conversation with Palpatine. Yeah. And so suddenly this is his huge goal. It's outrageous. It's unfair that I don't have this thing. I didn't know was even a possibility until a minute ago. Are you kidding me? Like that's gotta be set up many movies ago, like halfway through episode two and they're on Naboo Anakin saying, you know, I'm good enough to be a master, but the Jedi are threatened by me. They won't make me a master. Yeah. He didn't need to bring uh, so much of this immature demeanor over from attack of the clones. Right. You can't help it when you're nine, but like now it yeah. doesn't need to be there as much. I don't so think he Anakin, changed. the character, is 21 at this point. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, he's pretty bummed about that. Palpatine is just sowing seeds of doubt and frustration in Anakin. And then uh, Anakin does find out that Palpatine is a bad boy. You're the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he takes that to Mace Windu, who says, stay here, only informant on my side. Yeah. I'm going to go handle this. That was not smart. It no. was not smart. Especially because Anakin still shows up because he all of a sudden goes, wait a second, this is the only way that I can save my wife. I think this is the first domino that falls in the rest of this movie being not smart narratively. Like it is just, yeah, what? Like all these things are happening so fast. There's a lot. There's a lot. I'd ask you to put some respect on it, but <laughs> there's a lot going yeah. on here. Um, but we get the death of Mace Windu out the window. We get no. Why does no? Why does Palpatine's lightning turn his forehead into a very wrinkly butt and not do that to anybody else <laughs> right. that it shocks? Nobody else. I assumed because it. I have it's always assumed off of a lightsaber. Well, I have always assumed that that's what he actually looks like, and he was using that as an excuse to show what he actually looks like. No way. I know. No, I, I understand no. that that's wrong. No. Hey, Dillman, since you're so keen on correcting me. <laughs> oh, it's a battle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please help us. Help us understand why. Yeah, we would love to tell people yeah. why. Off a lightsaber, I can hear it's hotter than normal. We can't be bothered to do the research ourselves. Dillman, please let us know. So Mace Windu goes a flying. But wait, okay. If that is. <laughs> Imagine Palpatine getting up in the morning and to take a shower. Is only his face and hands look like that? If that's the only I thing that got fried in the moment, his butt probably looks like a perfectly smooth forehead. Yeah, does he just have normal old man body, save for his melty face and hands? And hands could be. I thought you said enhance. enhance. Zoom in on that image. I need to see more. Enhance, enhance, enhance. Yep. So, uh, Order 66 is called. Mace Windu dies. Things start going crazy. Anakin Anakin gives us the best line of the movie. Anakin gives us the best line of the movie, which is, "Mm, What have I done? This guttural thing. It starts with that. Yeah, That's it's a thing. cow. Yeah, hundred percent. What have I done? Just the spit strings betwixt his lips. Darth Vader. <laughs> his what voice, and everything. You will Master, go. instantly transformed him. <laughs> he like reverse 
Stefan. Like it was when Urkel comes out of Stefan. <laughs> he's not like Stefan Something Urkel. happened yeah. and now he's Sidious. And yeah. it's just completely yeah. different. The lightning fried his vocal cords. You will go to the Mustafa system. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> so the, before he goes to the Mustafar system, though, he kills <laughs> some younglings. Uh, potentially the most horrific thing he does. And we brush right past it. I know. Well, the thing is, too, like. John Williams music absolutely carries order 66. Ooh. The things that are happening on screen, we feel the emotions that they want us to feel, but it's not because we've spent any time with these characters and not because it's narratively really very good at all. Mm-hmm. It is entirely because of John Williams yeah. fine score. Fine. And that's why John Williams is going to be my super pump for this one. Well done. Okay. Uh, Anakin's dark deeds. Yep. Uh, the order 66 uh, kind of sweet there. And then Battle of the Heroes here at the end of the movie are some of my favorite. Is Battle of the Heroes a redux of Duel of the Fates? Because it it's has pieces over it. It has pieces of Duel of the Fates in it, but it's an entirely new theme that he wrote for right. Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight. This is good. one of my favorite Star Wars music. Good. It's so It's so good. good. I wish the Jedi were a little better at... I mean, they're taken by surprise, right? But right. I guess the four, I don't know. I don't want to get caught up in all the questions of how, why was it this easy? Right. For well, all and of some them. of them weren't, I think. Also, we don't see a lot of them, but some of them were not easy. Why did we shoot that one Jedi lady 80 times? Yeah. She was it's mean, it's because not, there's uh, a switch was flipped. Ayla Sakura on yeah. Volusia. Yeah. yeah. I love Yoda, like feeling it as it happens. Oh, I love yeah. Yoda dropping like, his oh, cane. Oh, yeah. like that's good. Yeah. Um, but Anakin goes. To Mustafar to his, take out the uh, separatists. This might be spicy. Hayden's nonverbals are very good. Yeah. This is when the best he is in the, the whole Jedi series. Yeah. His nonverbals, like the look on his face as he's killing those kids is heartbreaking. Hey, yeah. man. Just don't talk. <laughs> I, I, I am of the opinion that from here on out, really from Anakin's dark deeds through the end of the movie... This is the best prequel stuff that we get. Yeah. Some of my favorite Star Wars stuff. Sure. The movie's perfect let's keep track to the end so um there's a there's a separatist that has a spider face like it's the face of like a tarantula it's like a tarantula's face uh-huh. i cannot express how much i hate you love them spideys though this oh looking at it makes me like dry heave <laughs> oh it's like a very <laughs> visceral on, reaction man. from me i hate it so much i don't like it um yoda obi-wan bail they all meet up they find Padme and they're like you probably know where he is she's like nah Obi-Wan stows away on her ship she goes to Mustafar and she's like you're breaking my heart and that then, was actually yeah, that some was, of her best moments though, yeah, to be honest. yeah oh that and like giving birth like she was so good yeah. Um, but here this is my super pump this conversation no the, your the, new empire the Anakin Obi-Wan battle yeah is my super pump. It's amazing. It's good. Not only for this movie, but for all of the prequels. This wow. is my favorite thing that happens in the whole prequels, specifically High Ground and all of yeah. that. But really everything leading up to it is oh, man. an absolute blast. Dude, I, I don't care at all about Yoda and Palpatine fighting. I want you to watch Clone Wars so badly. I'm starting and it then, tonight. That's my commitment to you. Rewatch this this ending because it hurts so much worse. The chief sin of the prequels. Uh, and I've said a lot of things at the chief sin of the prequels, but now after watching them through with a really critical eye, the chief sin of the prequels is that we don't have any reason to believe Ben Kenobi in episode four, when he said he was a gifted pilot 
and a trusted friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't see their friendship. We see their friendship in Clone Wars. And so this moment is absolutely gut wrenching. Yeah. So we get some great fight. See some cool force use. We ride on some lava stuff. I want to talk about high ground. Can we? Yeah. 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 So this is Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan at his finest. This is Hayden Christensen as Anakin at his finest. Yeah. This is lightsaber <laughs> Which work. Which feels at, like I a mean, low blow. No, I agree. When he's screaming in pain. It's like the same thing when we said uh, Dana Radcliffe. He's really good at <laughs> acting like Voldemort's in his head. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. But it's just <clears throat> Anakin with, you know, you were a brother. I trusted you. You were supposed to destroy the That's Sith. That's my super join them. right there. Yeah. Because I, I've seen a lot of the Clone Wars. And then also like that was, it is a longing super pump. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. falls as a super pump mm-hmm. with a lot of longing attached yeah. to like, whoa, this could have just been, it already was like the most poignant part of the whole yeah. prequel, but it, it could have been so much more. And so I, I read, I'm, I'm glad that we're kind of on the same page here. I read um, something, I think it was on Reddit earlier, uh, just in Star Wars stuff, talking about how when Obi-Wan was saying, don't try it, Anakin. I have the high ground. He was speaking from experience. He has done this move twice. Darth Maul is how I got him. That's how I got Grievous. He knows what's coming. He knows how to defend against it. And so he's he's not being cocky here where he's like, it's over. But like he's straight up like, if you he's do like, this, I will put you he's down. pleading with him. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, it's heartbreaking. Man. The music, the fire. It's just perfect. Yeah. And, and that whole thing that culminates as my super pump. I'm glad it's you. I mean. Man, it, I think we all love this, huh? Yeah, this is just sure. to me the standout moment of the prequels, which is sure. like this is the this is probably the only point in these movies where I'm not looking at it going, man, what a missed opportunity. I know. Yeah. You know? So, um, Obi Wan bounces. He takes Padme. They deliver the babies. It's about that boy. It's about that girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a girl. Yeah. What do they say when they're like having her? She goes, Uba. Oh yeah. Uba. Uba. What jerk. Do you think that they're like a Star Wars couple and when his wife is actually giving birth, was trying to make her laugh and was like, ooh, bah. And she was just like, don't say, like yep. force choked him. 100%. Yep. yep. Um, so she dies because she lost the will to live because she was yeah, mad. It's dumb. it's dumb. Super dumb. Um, so there's that. Um, Palpatine shows so up. What we should have had in that scene, she didn't lose the will to live. Somebody who is powerful enough to influence the midi-chlorians to create life is draining her life and giving it to Anakin. Mm-hmm. That's what we should have had. Mm-hmm. Well played. Uh, we do the thing that we do with Gamora's knife in Infinity War, where they hold it up to the camera and go, oh my gosh, my favorite knife that my father gave with me that I carry everywhere, and we've never seen it until right now. Mm-hmm. We do that with the little carved wooden thing that's that we cut to in her casket. There's a throwaway line at the beginning where Anakin goes, I remember giving that to you. Haven't we seen it before nope. this? Nope. Are you sure? We haven't. It's It's a whole lot like the dice from the Millennium Falcon in right. The Last Jedi. Oh, he doesn't give that to her in it. Phantom? When they're meeting in the garage? I don't think so. I really thought thought he did. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. I really thought I had seen it before. Anyway, she 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 dies. Yeah. Uh, Palpatine saves Anakin, puts him in the suit. Where is Padme? Is she all right? Yeah. Uh, Death Star gets builded. Scenes in your anger, (laughs) you killed her. No. 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 <laughs> um, Bale just straight up adopts Leia. And, well, we've always wanted to adopt a There's daughter. some wild stuff with the way these babies are handled. First of all, 3PO gets his mind wiped because we realize we wrote ourselves into a corner with Correct. this stuff. And R2 okay. can't talk. But everybody understands <laughs> him. Yeah. 
Second, and Obi-Wan later goes, I don't recall of owning a droid. But second of all, let's talk about Leia. Bale goes, we've always wanted to adopt a girl, so I guess I'll just bring one home from work with me today. Dude, dude <laughs> what? Dude, so wild. That is what? not That is not a eight-hour process. Less than that. And let's talk about the way this movie ends. Young Uncle Owen, young Aunt Beru, turn around and see a man they have never met yeah. carrying a baby they don't know exists yeah. and neither party says anything to each other. The stranger they don't know hands them the surprise baby, rides his desert camel away, and they watch the sunset holding their new son in their hands. Sorry, the sun's set. That is crazy. There's three suns in that last shot, aren't there? Mm. Mm. Well, five. Okay. Because every boy is somebody's son. Wow. 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 Yeah, isn't that crazy? I hadn't thought about that until watching this Uh, time. Like, oh my gosh, they've never met. And then it's just... Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. So, there's the prequels, friendos. That canned it. Is our next movie... Seven. Force Awakens. It's not Rogue One? Does a Rogue One get released? Nope. Force Awakens, then Rogue One, then Last Jedi, then Solo. Okay, great. Excellent, excellent. Dope. Yeah, so seven's Good. next, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Make sure you listen to that. But before we get there, we got right this movie. Got right. We here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have invented the best possible way to rate movies. It's the scientific cinema scale, and it is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy, buy that poster. poster. The next best thing, let's buy it. Followed by rent it, then stream it. After that is forget it, and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God, God hath forsaken, forsaken us. Anybody like to go first? I, I think it wouldn't be a bad tone if I went first. Okay, I'm going to go first. Okay. Can we all buckle up, please? A little bit. Just bit buckle in. Buck, buckled. Guys, I know. I know what this movie is, and I know what it isn't. I know who's in it. I know who's not. I know how it makes me feel and I know how it doesn't. I'm buying this poster. I'm buying the poster for this movie and I'm hanging it in my soul. I unapologetically without concession or asterisk love this movie. Yeah. Okay. So for me, and I'll give you this, like I don't get to disagree with you because this is what Star Wars is. Sure. It is, like I said at the beginning, a Jackson Pollock. There is nothing about that canvas that says you don't get to interpret it. Sure. A lot of what we shared today, some of our favorite things about this movie, had nothing to do with when they were writing this movie. Right. It had to do with fans saying, did you notice this? 100%. Have you read this? 100%. The thing is, so in 2005, how old were you? 10 or 11. You get to be 10 or 11 because in 1999, when I bought the poster for Phantom Menace and I held this experience, this is that Star Wars magic. I was 10 or 11 years old. I was actually 11 years old when that one came out. So I'm, you absolutely get this. You get this. You get to have this. And I'm so excited for it. But for me, when I was 16 and especially at 31, I'm streaming this movie. Okay. It is just a stream for me because they, what they were able to do between Obi-Wan and Anakin in that last battle is not enough. 
Yeah. I don't think it's enough, sure. especially for yeah. something that's supposed it's to be the glue. It's enough for my heart. It's not enough to redeem for you. I especially this thing that's supposed to be, hey, uh, if you're just watching it and then you take a pee break and watch episode four and then we get what happens in episode four in the first 30 minutes, it's not enough. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't that for sure. me. So it's a sure. stream. I agree with everything you've said. This movie is in many ways not enough. It is in many ways less the sum of its parts that themselves are not big enough parts to sure. make this movie. I, I agree with that as well. This is going to be a poster. Yeah! yeah. I'm, I'm hanging it on the wall in my bedroom. Yeah. I you never agree on stuff like that. I love this movie yeah. so much. And I'm not even upset about it. Because sure. we get to say, like, this is exactly what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's this strange thing about Star Wars. Yeah. It's like, it stamps you. Like, the first one. Like, when the first one you see that you vividly remember being new to you. It's like it gives you a tattooing. Yeah. So yeah. we're closing out the the George Lucas Star Warses. Uh, and I feel like now is probably an appropriate time to plug shamelessly a podcast that I just consumed and loved every single second of it. There's a, a show called Blockbuster by Epicliff Media that I've recommended to literally every single person I've talked to since I listened to it. It is a uh, an audio drama podcast, which Adam's raising his hands. I haven't talked to you, bud. It's been, uh, it's 30 minute episodes. Um, and it's audio drama, like audio biopic style, telling the story of the relationship between Steven Spielberg and George Lucas starts in 1968. And it ends on May 25th, 1977, the day cool. star Wars releases. Oh, and this, awesome. This podcast and the work of these biographers have completely changed the way that I view George Lucas, uh, changed the way that I view, kind of what star Wars is and what it was ever intended to be. Uh, and so I think yeah. as we go into Disney star Wars, it's probably appropriate to say, Hey, if you've got the time and you're somebody who maybe has a hard time with a Disney star Wars, or maybe has a hard time with some of the prequels or some of the original trilogy, even I would heartily recommend that podcast. Yeah, sure. That's you. good. It's awesome. It's been cool. really great. Well, make sure you tune in next week as we jump into the Disney sequel series. With episode seven, The Force Awakens, it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. This is where the rubber hits the road for us a little bit. This is where um, I think we're, we're sort of treading into territory that we are a little nervous about where well, our opinions might land. And I just keep thinking about, especially now, like, I'm glad that we're doing chronological and like, and when they were made. Right. Because it is fascinating. Like, you don't get series like this except for... <laughs> It's not Fast and Furious, but you, <laughs> the world yeah. gets to kind of do what it wants as long as it follows a few of these rules. Right. Yeah. But then there's also, yeah, Star Wars is, there are more, f- it feels like it has a bigger fandom than something like Lord of the Rings. It does. Because yeah. the, as a fan, you have more power in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like you have more influence as a fan of Star Wars than you do of Lord of the Rings. That's true. It is in yeah. a library. It is not being changed unless it's in someone's lineage or someone had the cojones to try and write Tolkien. Right. But it was like Star Wars is now, but this it's like, yeah, no one has any idea really what's in episode nine. Right. Because maybe even JJ, (laughs) but yeah. Can you imagine like the mounting pressure? Like we're already hearing of people drop, like how many times has a director or producer dropped out? Cause they're like, we are not about that. We cannot deliver for this. And the fact that JJ picked it up even for seven, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. Big deal. So yeah, please tune in as we jump into the sequel series, jump into the world of Disney. I almost said Disneyland. That's very funny. <laughs> um, to end, <laughs> <laughs> to end. I don't like you guys. Your course. Today's rough, episode. Irritating. <laughs> I'd like for us get each everywhere. to say our name and give our best Anakin impression.
And what do you think I've been doing these past two episodes? That was a bad Anakin. <laughs> For two chunks and a hunk, my name is Jordan. What have I done? Yeah, it's like he's here. I'm Doge, and I will do whatever you ask. Just help me save Padme's life. I can't live without her. If she dies, I don't know what I will do. That's pretty good. <laughs> that like, I, hurt my diaphragm. <laughs> There's a lot of like, uh, like, yeah. uh, like <laughs> and I'm Carter. Me, 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 me. Is he a cow? No. I've been turned into a cow. Can I, I was go just going to go, it's working. It's working. <laughs> hey, honestly, Phantom. Phantom Phantom would have been good. <laughs> no, this is pod racing. No, that's a spicy park. No, that's what I call pod racing. Volume two. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.